0: Hello and welcome to our podcast 18 to 100. I'm Tabby Tadjiro and I'm currently on a gap year and we'll be studying acting in September at Leeds.
1: And I'm Kate Tadjiro and I'm an executive coach and an author and Tabby's mum. Yeah.
0: Um, And our podcast is all about talking to inspiring people, getting their backstory and finding out how they got to where they are and just listening to their story and their
1: perspective on life. Exactly. Cool. (laughs) And today we're really thrilled because we've got a guest with us. We've got Anna, uh, Anna Scaife of, um, of Anna Lou of London. She's the founder and the creative director and she's a jeweller. Her pieces are made to order, they're sustainably manufactured um, and the materials are ethically sourced and they're beautiful. Um, I'd say they're fun, they're original and designed to reflect uniqueness and individuality. Anna's story um, actually started many years ago in Notting Hill. When she sold jewelry on a stool, and then she went on to sell in Selfridges, Harrods, Liberty in the UK, and many prestigious department stores across the world. Um, Anna's really passionate about empowerment and personal growth, and as such, her jewelry is created with care and joy, and I think to you know help customers feel happy and confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. If that's not enough. Um, mm-hmm. She's also the creator of Anna Lou and Friends, um, which is wonderful. It's it's a, a 2D animation for three to six-year-olds, and it's encouraging them to worry less, be happier, love themselves, and to dare to be extraordinary, which, as we were chatting about before the podcast, um, I think we all need a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an interesting conversation, so welcome, Anna. Real, Hi. Huge welcome. Hello. What absolute. an intro, Kate! <laughs> Thanks very much, absolute pleasure. We, I think, we had a really interesting conversation recently, um, and I asked you what makes you feel strong, and you said talking. And I suppose that surprised me a bit because a lot of us, when we're we're having those um, slightly tough days, we maybe don't talk. So I just wondered if you talk more about that. because I thought it was really interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, I personally think that the more we talk, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a real talker. I've got lots of good friends and I always think it's important to share um, your feelings and share, you know, good t- high times and low times. And I also try to encourage my kids. I've got three little ones and I'm kind of always trying to get them to talk. And I just think you if you can express yourselves through your words, it makes you feel stronger. You never don't feel better. Uh, sharing um problems or sharing you know the good times and you know as with jewelry as you said before I think that when you put on a piece of jewelry that makes you feel confident makes you feel good or when you talk to a friend and you feel a bit better it just raises it makes you you know makes you happier makes you feel a bit more extraordinary and worry less and all those things yeah 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 see I think I definitely agree with that because
0: sometimes I feel like if I'm say struggling with something I'll think I'll be like oh it's fine I'll just sit with myself for a bit and if I come and speak to you always 100% I'll feel better like there's never any time where it won't help yeah yeah I think is yeah
2: and do you think when you were brought up you were brought up in that way no actually that's really interesting because I was brought up in a family quite an old school family in a way and nobody really talks about their feelings and interestingly my sister-in-law who is a doctor in psychology she actually said to she married to my brother and she said oh my god she goes like Anna you're one of the only you're like the only one in your family that is wears your heart on your sleeve and really talks (laughs) a lot and I was like well I kind of I think you do like you learn from I just didn't think it was really that healthy I still don't think it's that healthy if you mask problems or you don't share them and I've always just been really close to friends and always shared a lot all my life you know even you know for the since I was teenager Mm. um so no I wasn't really brought up in that in that um in that way of being which is really interesting which is why I'm trying to as a parent really try my best to get the kids to express themselves by talking. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah it's really interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't think I was brought up in that environment either. It was, you know, you don't talk about it, you know, that classic stiff up, you know, brush up a yeah. lift if you like. But also I think, you know, there's that thing when you talk that you, some, you say something or you articulate something to yourself which when you're thinking you take yeah, it yeah, off you into all get. sorts of odd places. Whereas if you actually say the words to someone else, you either think okay, I need to deal with this or Oh, that's okay.
2: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not an
1: issue.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 And I think that, um, you know, a, a lot of children, I'm not saying that I was brought up in negativity, but, you know, I do think that if people are brought up around feeling negative about a situation rather than talking about it, it really affects their confidence. Mm. Um, so the more you can talk, the more confident you'll become as a person. And then that, yeah. that obviously comes through as it again back into the jewellery. Um, I still, you know, I feel that it can make them feel a bit more uplifted, make people feel a bit more uplifted when they feel confident about themselves and it all kind of follows through from the talking. Yeah. Yeah. So where did jewellery
0: start for you? Like how old were you when you were kind of like, this is what I'd really like to do, go into like
2: the jewellery kind of... Um... Yeah. So I actually went to theatre school, Tabby, Would you believe? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I went to Mount View many years ago, and yeah. um, when I left, I uh, what did I left? I, I ended up um, uh, not having a huge amount of acting work, as most graduates uh, do. Most yeah. most of us the same. So I got a market stall on Portobello Road, to, and made some bracelets. That I um, had just created myself, and got a table with a friend who was selling UGG boots. So, and um, yeah, and we we just sort of rocked up. But it was it was quite cutthroat because it was all um, it was. Then it was quite different to what it is now. But yes, that was kind of where it all began on the market stall, sort of four in the morning, getting your pitch. You know, making sure that you had the right. spot to sell and um yes kind of a couple of months into doing that I got um picked up well, I got invited to Harvey Nichols to show the collection and I was like collection okay <laughs> well I'll come and show you the bracelets yeah and um I rocked up showed them the bracelets she absolutely loved them and that's really where I'm kind of grateful to the to that jewelry buyer really because um yeah, after the bracelets, bracelets sold out, she asked me to come back and show you the next collection. So I was like, yeah, no problem, thinking, what's that going to look like? But <laughs> yeah. I I, don't, I did this thing where I sort of set a date. I said, oh, yeah, OK, I'll, um, what, you know, when should we meet? And I thought, well, at least if I've got a date, I've then got something to work towards. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Always then the, um, deadline exactly good to have a deadline so um yeah I made some necklaces and some earrings um myself with along the same sort of bright colorful um theme that they were you know they were bold and statement pieces and they sold out and then it and then it just escalated from there you know one department store ended up into another and then I was in on ASOS and Topshop and as you already said lots of stores all over the world wow wow well,
0: wow, that's amazing but, that it just happened to be that Harvey Nicks were like there at right place, right time. You were in the market store
2: and it just all picked up from there. Yeah, it was. And it was it was really interesting because um actually what was what was quite funny is that obviously because I was selling in all these stores, I had to employ people to help bead and make the pieces. But mm. the pieces that I that the people that I was was employing were people that had been to um Central St. Martin's, for example, and they were sort of very formally trained. And mm. what was quite interesting is a lot of those people were like, oh, am I just beading? Oh, like, it, are you in the department store and this is all you do? And I was like, yep, it's commercial. <laughs> it's selling, it's doing really well. So yeah, if you want to do it, then this is what what you've got to do kind of thing yeah, in a nice kind of way. But it
1: was quite difficult to get that across to people. Mm. you know, um, I think also what's interesting though is, is that yes, You know, these magical things happen sometime, right place, right time. But also you have to put yourself out there because if you're not out there, it's never going to happen.
2: Exactly, Kate. And actually, that's really interesting because I sort of make out, oh, you know, it just happened. But actually, if you think about it, Portobello Road is like the Mecca of where stylists used to go it's not Mm. so much anymore um and of course they're going to be around uh, you know on a friday morning at 8 a.m or whatever it was that she walked past because that's the place that they go to to pick up new designers so essentially it was luck but it was sort of a good spot to be in because yeah. that's that's where they go so yeah you make your own
1: luck don't you <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think you do i think sometimes you know there's the old you know the expression goes you know the harder i work the luckier i get yeah. Know, yeah. which people say and actually it is it's just putting yourself out there and, and keeping going even on those days when you think oh, yeah. I had to crawl under a rock today but yeah. but
0: no and also you could say it was luckful also if your jewellery wasn't as your jewellery would have been she could have just walked past you know what i mean so yeah. you had to put the work in for her to yep. then notice, notice it, yeah, your stool and be like, "I want to take this further."
2: And I think, oh. as with a lot of women and a, a, well, a lot of people, that you know, when you take those chances and you put yourself out there, as we just said, and you get good feedback, it makes you want to keep going. I mean, yeah, that's human exactly. nature. So if you if you keep getting those little glit little nuggets of of chances and hope, then you just grow and grow and grow and grow yeah and it's only when you get constantly not back that it can affect your confidence you know at the moment it's quite difficult after covid because as you know kate you know things have sort of gone through the roof during lockdown for online retailers and then suddenly it's kind of calmed down a lot that it can make your it can knock my it knocks my confidence Mm. but i just keep saying got to get back up got to get back up i've been here before
1: yeah Yeah. exactly and a bit it's that resilience isn't it to get up and back and think I've been here before I don't want to be here but I've been here before and I'll get through but also I think those moments of feedback of other people loving what you produce what you do sort of remembering those and and bringing those into the present um you know to sort of help help sort of bolster that that strength to to move forward
2: to remember those times actually I've been calling on a lot of those times only recently and I read something the other day about Buddhism, you know, and Buddha, like suffering, I'm not a Buddhist, but suffering does exist for Buddh- Buddhists. And I think there is a, there is something where you just have to get over it and get up and get on with it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you can wallow in that, oh, God, it's all going to go wrong now. Well, no, it will if you have that attitude. But, yeah. Um, but it's not if you can, um, you know, conf- confidently... Um, try and yeah find that resilience and find that strength that we've all got in us I remember through some of my hardest times some you know people say to me there's always 30% left in that tank
1: yeah 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 no, exactly and there's always more than you realize isn't there there's always there's always more than you you realize yeah. as you mentioned that as one of the questions I was going to ask you actually you, you have overcome a fair amount of um adversity in your life you know for, for sorry for I just knocked Tabby on the shoulder and for, <laughs> for various different reasons. Um, you know, be that personal professional. How do you sort of cope on those on those difficult days? What helps you take that just the tiny step? Because ultimately it's a tiny step, isn't it? That then leads to more steps. Do you know what? When I, I, I have because I've
2: been through quite a lot of t- Personally, I have like as it's a bit cliche but i do have a bit of a kind of toolbox where you know right actually i need to go for my i need to get into a bit of a routine i always feel a bit lost if there's not a routine and it's not that i'm an ordered person in any way but i know that i need to go for a run every day or not fast run but just to, need to get some fresh air i need to make sure that i can think clearly you know um and just spend time with friends and make sure that, that you have a really good balance there's not too much work it's not too much um downtime you know it's not mm. too much drinking it's not too much of anything it's finding that really happy medium and yeah. then you can and then and then the problems don't seem
1: such big problems And then you can really think clearly yeah that's a really interesting point as you say about balance i think also about distance because, you know, yeah because if we get too close to something or too this must be successful and focused on it we're almost it, it's a bit like um It's a bit like when you hang on to something too tight in a sport. I'm I'm just thinking of horse riding. You you, you should never grip the reins. You hang on to them lightly. And I think sometimes, you know, perhaps the same with business or professionally, sometimes we need a bit of softness and a distance to really see what's going on. Because sometimes if we get too close and too into it, we maybe miss the little moments or the sparks of opportunity or or an idea that actually could create the next step. Yeah, And and I do this thing exactly I, I think that
2: if you get too too bogged down by it then lo- exactly like you just said you can become overwhelmed is really isn't it yes and it and also when you're striving for perfection I think is is the worst thing um, I think we've always I, I I always sort of just go well, It might not be perfect, but let's just give it a go anyway. And I'll do something on Instagram and I'll just think, well, we'll just try it. And if it doesn't work and you don't get a response, then it doesn't, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, And not comparing yourself. I think that if we compare ourselves to too many people, um, that causes more anxiety, you know, it causes more problems. Mm -hmm. And I also, but I I just have these things that I call like brain dates with myself, where (laughs) I will take myself off and have like 48 hours to sort of look at that to do list and put it into kind of sections you know that I've done this Kate before we've spoken about it where you go right this is going to be sort of an immediate task this is going to be a bit of a longer one and and you put things into sort of um in the you know into some kind of order and I think and then it gives you that clarity of thought really
1: mm. That's great. A a brain data like that. Yeah. Brain, <laughs> <A> brain data. <laughs> everyone needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So within your career, just because mm. I'm obviously because I'm go back to going to uni. So obviously when you come out of uni, that's when you kind of really start thinking about what you'd like to do. Mm. Within your career, obviously you have a very creative job, which really appeals to me because I'm a very creative person. So what would you say your favourite bit of day-to-day career life would be? Is that like designing a new piece of jewellery or is it kind of looking at what you've done previously and like bringing it like up to date or is it working on like graphics on your website? Like what kind of piece within your career is your kind of favourite?
2: Do you know what? Oh, it sounds so naff, but I think (laughs) the fact that I can the bit I'm most proud of and the bit that... I, when I was your age, mm. I remember thinking, um, I don't really mind that I'm not acting, actually, because I'm loving the fact that I'm going to meeting, sharing my collection of jewellery. Nobody's judging me because I'm too fat, too thin, too long, <laughs> hair's too long, my eyes too wonky, or whatever the problem might be. Mm. And it's the jewellery is what they were looking yeah. at. And even now, I feel like, to answer your question, I feel like every everything... the the bit I love the most about it I would say is the fact that I can design my day to work around how I'm feeling at the time. Mm, Um, Does that make sense? So if I go right today I'm feeling really creative I haven't you know I've got no distractions and I can just get the pencils out and we can just I can just sketch loads of ideas that's great but then I might wake up tomorrow and go Right, I'm really going to spend some time making sure that the website, or you know, making sure the website is looking good, and come up with some new ideas for that. And that's what I love the most is the fact that I don't have any monotony about what I do. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and that's what, and even when I, like I said before, I had kids, I remember thinking all I want to be able to do is to have a career that means I can go to their sports day, um, but also still. Um, have a business still have you know be financially stable on my own yeah Yeah.
1: and so I I suppose going back to that you know the point when you talk about brain day it's it's perhaps perhaps because you're so creative is it maybe harnessing that creativity on the days when you know you can yeah you know you haven't got a meeting you haven't got whatever but you think actually it's bubbling up today it's rich it's energetic let's use it and channel that rather than do some happening yeah you know if, if we can move that to another day to really yeah that but energy. I have to be because of the way
2: that my um life is because I have my kids half of the week I know that I'm not going to be doing creative stuff on a Tuesday because I know that I'm picking them up from school and I've got to do sports and stuff with them but mm. I do know that within the course of a two-week period, I know which days I can potentially do the creative stuff, Mm. which I do have to earmark slightly, so I try to keep the diary slightly empty. It's just being a bit organised with it all, really, Mm. to be able to give yourself that freedom. But if Mm. it comes round and it's pouring with rain, and, I I don't know, you just just aren't feeling it, there's always something else on the list to do anyway.
0: Yeah. I think that's really good as well because... I did I did A-level art and we obviously had lots of stuff we did within lessons but every week we always had to do more things when we came home and there were some weeks I could speak to some people in my class who so I'm good friends with still um, and we'd be like there are some days where it just felt impossible so there'd be no point in trying to force it and you just got to be like it's fine I'll do something else today I'll do some like writing in my book or something like that um, and yeah. come back to the creativity which I think is a really good thing knowing when. Is the right but That's what
2: you learn. I think that's what you'll learn at. Um, well, you we all learn, uh, and some people kind of get the, get to get it, or they don't. And I think it's to be adaptable. And yes. if you're creative, you can't you can't just well some people are, but you can't just always be creative. If you want to run a business, you've got to put on that accountancy hat, or you've got to put on that um, employer hat, and mm. you know do sort of HRE stuff, which you know i think we'd all probably or well not all of us but i'd probably choose not to do it at times but you've kind of got to do it and you've got to yeah. be adaptable to suit all the circumstances
1: that you're in yeah, yeah definitely. definitely yeah absolutely and uh, uh, but also i think and i think we talked a lot about it, you know invasion and creativity over the you know over the pandemic and, and how it hit a bit and but you but it's such a special important thing that if it's flattened for whatever reason, you have to find a way of sparking it again or just preserving some time and then, as you say, go for a walk, do whatever. And then it often will kindle. Yeah. One thing that we ask, um I think all our guests actually, well, where do you find your, you know, inspiration, both personally but also for your jewellery pieces? Um, well, I've
2: done quite a lot of work in Japan because I've sold a lot of pieces to um some department stores over there. And so I spent quite a bit of time over there and I love (laughs) all the kind of kawaii um Japanese inspiration a lot and that's where it all that's where it all sort of began and obviously I mean London is where I'm been living you know more than I have anywhere in the world so and I live on the River Thames um on a houseboat so that I get huge I'm very lucky in the fact that there's lots of things there's lots of you know, my environment is is really conducive for creativity for mm. sure. Um, but I also love color and graphics and did a Japanese, yeah, Japanese inspiration, Japanese fashion. um Given half a chance, I would always, you know, look in Japanese magazines. I used to actually spend quite a lot when HMV was around. I don't tell much now. I used, mm. I used to have banks of Japanese magazines. I used to go to like the Japanese um, supermarket. And they had all that you know some fantastic pl- um things to look at, but mm. now it's yeah, it's all online, but I try to keep off when I'm being creative, I try to keep off the screens as much as possible because it's I don't know about you, but it just sends you and me into a sort of a little bit of a, a like, oh, just need to get off the
1: screen." so um, yeah. um but I think sometimes inspiration we sort of collect, don't we? yeah. Yeah. So I know, In store. yeah Yeah, and so as you all know I'm, I'm writing a novel at the moment and sometimes if i see something or i hear something or someone says something and i think wow that's really i, I just write it down on yeah. my phone or whatever and then when i'm having a day writing or, or whether it's art or jewelry you know and i think oh okay i, I i've banked it not banked but I've, I've stored those those moments that will make me think something else or will mm. provoke a thought yeah even the fact that we obviously me and my mum talk quite a lot about how
0: each of us in our family are different types of creative. Like my dad is, he was trained as an engineer and he's so creative in like a, um, oh, I can't think so, of the word, um, but like he's very, he like he made a, um, a sculpture of a horse we used to have and he's so creative in the way that he can visualize something and make it happen. And we always say, your creativity, you've written a book, and that takes so much creativity, but it's a different kind of creativity. Different creativity. yeah. And it's like harnessing, knowing what your own type of creativity is, harnessing it and then using it in the best way.
2: Yeah. I think at the moment, you're absolutely right, but I think at the moment, because of everything going on and there's so much content everywhere, that it's very easy for us all to sort of teach our kids ADHD or and ourselves, and, you know, we can all jump from this to this to this to this to this to this to, this to that, but yeah. actually we've got to when we are being creative or doing whether it's like your dad doing your um, what he does or Kate you doing your book you have to be disciplined Mm -hmm. and mark mark out the times that you're going to do it you know but like you said if it means you just take a, a snapshot photo and you stick it I have a folder on my phone just called inspo and sometimes it might just be I might see an old in fact I saw like an old rusty nail on the floor the other day that was in a certain shape and I thought, oh that's quite cool, you know, mm. and just took a that's photo. And then I might see, you know, something something sort of lying on my mum's dressing table that was my granny's from years ago that I'll just take a quick snap. So there's all sorts of things that you just then dump into a dump into a um almost like a mood board, I'm guessing, you know, I, I yeah. guess you can call it, but on your phone, but that's the way it has to be at the moment. Or just a sketch or, you know, but yeah, inspiration from anywhere really um it sounds a really well, that's a really annoying answer but it is as long as your eyes are always
1: open for it that's you can the, get that's inspiration Everywhere, not it it's it's if you choose to be noticing or if you choose to be looking there yeah. is inspiration everywhere I- absolutely everywhere but yeah. you have to be open to your point yeah. yeah
2: and that's what i'm saying about these sort of brain dates things as well is where you've sort of cleared you've cleared the list you know if you're going to go and you're all you're going to do is focus on your book, then you carved out that time and you know that's what you're going to do in that time and you'll probably be quite um, successful that week, you know, doing what you aim to do. But mm, if yeah. you sort of squeeze it in, oh, I've got 45 minutes here, I'll just squeeze it in there, that doesn't work for me.
1: I don't know about you, but it doesn't no, it really doesn't work, work for me. me. I'll sit and think for 45 minutes
2: uh, yeah. and then
1: think, oh, I'm ready to go now. Oh, my God, oh, that won't work. Yeah. <laughs> no, it has to be it has to enable the sort of I suppose the process of considering it thinking about it and then push it you know and then it and then it comes down mm.
0: and so finally where would you say Anna Lou and friends came from because obviously you're very based on jewellery and that if you're looking on it that seems very different to jewellery so how did that kind of like come but about
1: very very creative yes,
2: uh, <laughs> so what it was is when I was in Japan with the jewellery brand I had a concession Um, within a couple of the department stores out there and um when I was there I decided to ask Sonoko who is my um illustrator partner of the Anilu books and the animation and I said to her I really want to create like a sort of mascot like an Anilu logo but a cartoon Mm. so we so she she did she um she sort of did a cartoon of me but yet yeah, many years ago but, but that sort of changed from what looked like a sort of teen girl to now what is something suitable for you know a bit more hello kitty style suitable mm-hmm. for sort of three to six year olds but it came about because obviously um that's how the sort of whole thing started but then when I went through a divorce I was had three young children and I was looking for some books or something to help them um to read them some stories that weren't always like you know mommy and daddy did this together like peppa pig yeah, and yeah, like yeah. that so i um yeah i just wanted to basically create um some books and some stories that they would enjoy and so we did and then from there i just thought god there really isn't anything out there where there's just short 7 minute or snip like short episodes like peppa pig that um will tackle sort of everyday challenges that um children need to help them feel happier and worry less worry less
1: sorry that's right i I was just gonna say i think some some of the the magic that i've seen within analu and friends is that it's it's fun and Yes. yes they're really big topics about worrying less you know being happy with who you are and loving yourself and you know to your point I think there are kids books about going to the hospital or kids books about grief or you know things like that that are you know very specific and amazing you know they're great books for children mm. but actually you know that that, that element which is actually talking about mental health isn't it and and looking after looking after yourself mm. and and actually for children it's to make it fun or and to even make silly, them laugh you know silly make you laugh and then but the, but a great learning experience
2: Yes. So that's really, um, I really wanted to make my children feel happier, is really what Mm. it was. Um, And Sunoko has also been through some um, mind health problems with hers. And so we just felt like this was our time to do it, really. Yeah, that's
1: brilliant. And actually for all of us, you know, if we're happy or happy enough, generally we'll be more productive and get more done. Yeah, what you know, what what whatever we do, and we whatever our roles, and we want to be more productive because there's a, a there's a different joy. Oh, to totally
2: agree with you. Gosh, when I'm feeling, you know, we all have good days and bad days, but when I like can't get, you know, I'm like, oh, why am I feeling like this? So frustrating. It's it does it stops you in your tracks
1: yeah. to be mm-hmm. able
2: to um, just be productive, exactly to be productive and progress. So yeah, I'm hoping hoping that the children will just keep children watching it will laugh and um you know find ways to overcome not not there's no like golden golden rule of answers but there is a rainbow llama and she's like the she's a bit like a sort of a like a counselor role but obviously the children don't know that Hmm. but Anilu sort of has this sort of a quite um like let's go to cloudland and let's sort it all out there and then they meet um the rainbow llama and there's like a sort of there's a there's a structure for every episode yeah. and then they go to meet the rainbow llama margo and there's a couple of other llamas up there and cloudland is where kids can go to to um go, it's like at the place that they can go to to try to find solutions for the problems so it's mm. not saying right you've got to
1: do this it's giving them some ideas yeah, yeah. And, and also something from within to find the solution of what yeah, so you, you know can find your own your own solutions. solution which is different to your buddies
2: yeah just again breathe. trying to help them be themselves without which is exactly what I'm trying to do with the jewelry as well is trying to encourage people to be themselves and to be you know just you do you is what we always say isn't it <laughs> get yeah, them exactly. to do to you and there's one thing we say, you know, we want them to sort of rather than say, Why me? we want them to say, Try me. Yeah,
1: you <laughs> have that confidence.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Wow, it's so interesting. That is inter- interesting, interesting. Yeah. fascinating, and, and a, f- a fabulous, fabulous place to to round up, I think. I mean, yeah, you oh. do you. it's that thing, you know, it's that confidence to be yourself, even as you say, even on the days when it feels a bit less good or on the days when it feels amazing you know be more of you or just be you you know yeah and if you have to channel your rainbow llamas yeah it, yes you know? and if you're having exactly <laughs> you're having a bad a bad day
2: sometimes you've got to just as the old trusty old saying is lean into it and just you know tomorrow's a new day yeah exactly, exactly. exactly. yeah yeah well thank you so much
0: for talking to us Anna it's yeah. been so interesting and very like eye-opening I feel
2: Yes. has it <laughs> yeah
0: like your story and the way you've gone about it it just it's really like inspirational
1: I think for me yeah for everybody oh. I yeah think. for everyone it yeah is that, you know having the you know to, okay that's what's next you know and, and picking yourself up and or not picking yourself up just thinking going along with it and what shall I do you know what yeah. could I do today yeah yeah mm-hmm. no, it's there's always something we can do and that's really I think that in itself is very empowering we can <laughs> always do something even if it's just a cup of tea and write a few notes
2: and i think we should also add before we end like even me surrounding myself with people like you guys who are so inspirational i think that also helps people to find their confidence if they choose to surround themselves by people that are going to pick themselves up
1: yeah yeah exactly. because
2: it's you know tabby i'm sure when you go to uni you kind of you probably need to go, oh, I'm just going to sort of sit back a bit because you want to surround yourself with inspiring people rather yeah, exactly. than the people that are going to pull you back. Yeah, or just the first people you meet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was saying that to my 11-year-old who's about to go to secondary school. I said, maybe sit back for like six weeks and just see what people are like. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. find the inspiring ones. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah exactly. stick to them. Yeah, and it is those people that lift you up, isn't it? Those people yep. that you know lift, lift us up. Uh,
2: Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Oh, we could go on for ages. We, we could. That
1: was awesome. Yeah. So you
0: can Thank find you so Anna much. Lou on Instagram and her Anna Lou of London website. Go and check out all her gorgeous jewellery. We both have quite a few pieces we ourselves. We do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wearing one of them right now.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. So you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere we listen to podcasts: Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. And leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed it. Leave us a Review, yeah, um, lovely, thank yes, you very much. and I hope you all enjoyed this podcast as much as we did as well. And we will see you all soon with another podcast. We will. Yeah, so thank you very much, and goodbye. Thanks. bye, bye. bye. bye.